in today's show. It's a new show that I'm going to do all through the preseason. Market Watch Monday. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. So from now up until the start of the season... I'm going to do these shows. They might be short. I think this one will be short. Um, But it's a Market Watch Monday. There is going to be another show coming today. We're going to start doing some season preview shows because all of this time... Let's get into it now. We're two months away from the start of the season. A bit more than two months. Yeah, two two months and a week or so, whatever, from the start of the season. And this little period here in August, we start to just get a bunch of background information. We get a lot of thoughts on players, osmosis. It all just seeps in and we're preparing our ideas and our ranks for the season coming up. And it's a good idea to get a lot of background information. So this is the sort of time where I'm going to get guys in who cover the teams, all of the hosts from the individual Locked On podcasts to talk about their teams, their ideas on rotations and players and injuries and breakouts and all that sort of stuff. And then as we head into September, I go through and do individual team previews myself from a fantasy basis, how these guys match up versus rank and ADP. Because I think we've got to get the background stuff first from the team perspective, the real life perspective, and we twist all that stuff into the information we get as everything comes together. And then as we hit September, we get more specific stuff. And then as we hit September, October, we get into draft season. So that's what's going to be coming over the next few weeks. There'll be other shows sprinkled in. In fact, we're going to be doing a dynasty mock draft this week as well. So stay tuned for that one. But we're going to be doing um, some individual team previews, just getting an idea, a background, a landscape of how we sort of paint our brushes. I don't know that's that's a horrible metaphor, but how we work out how we're going to position these players, where things sit, what could potentially happen with these individual teams. But every Monday, now that Yahoo is open, ESPN is open for mock drafts. They've got initial rankings out. They're pretty bad. We know that. But once a week, I'm going to go through and I'm keeping a database of this. What changes? What changes in ranks from week to week? What changes in ADPs? Can we get anything from that trend? What does all this mean? How things are moving? And that's what we're going to be looking at today. So we'll talk a little bit. I haven't talked about ESPN's ranks yet because, again, I don't understand why these sites, Yahoo and ESPN, put out half-assed products. ESPN's got a bunch of ranks out. Don't have the rookies ranked in those on those lists, so that's cool. Um, Yahoo did it and then just decided to chuck, a, and we'll talk about it again today, chuck a bunch of rookies in the 500s. Okay, why? I don't know. Some of them they did and some of them they didn't. I don't understand why any of that happened. But we'll just talk about what's changed since the last time I looked at this, which was a week ago. And we're going to take a look. Now, Yahoo doesn't have ADP data up yet, but they do have rank data up. Our ESPN, we're going to look at the ADP data of that because their rankings haven't changed over the last week. So... That is a long preamble for me to ask Warney to tell me what to do. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's look at players who saw significant rises 
in Yahoo's rankings. We talked, or we, I, I just talked about how they just bumped a whole bunch of rookies towards the end of their rankings. Tari Eason was 509. That's ludicrous. I don't think Tari Eason starts the season as a starter, but he might. He's gone from 509 to 146. Is that a little bit of aggressive going to 146? Maybe. Um, So I don't, yeah, again, I don't understand the way that Yahoo does the rankings. What are they based on? Are they points leagues? Are they category leagues? The When you go to the pre-draft things, it says these pre-draft rankings will adjust based on your league type and settings, which is a lie. They don't change at all. If you go from points and change it to categories, those pre-draft rankings do not change at this point. So just be aware of that. So I don't know what any of this is based on. Is it based on gut feel? Can't be. Or maybe it is. Is it based on numbers? Can't be also because you wouldn't have thought that Tari Eason would, would play zero minutes in the NBA this season. So I don't know what they're basing it on, but they have adjusted. Keegan Murray was 454th. He's now 102. That's, it's it's high. It's not terrible. I don't, I don't mind that spot for Keegan Murray. Jabari Smith, he went from 462nd into 153rd. I still think that's way too low for Jabari Smith, to be honest. Jalen Duran. He went from 469 into 257. Okay. I think that Duran will be um, will not be a major rotation piece early on. A, Dwayne Casey. B, a million other centers. Nerlens Noel, Isaiah Stewart, Kelly Olenek, Marvin Bagley. I know his best position is center, but they won't play him there. Um, so I don't know if Duran's going to be getting big minutes straight away, but they have bumped him up from 469 to 257. 257 is still too low for Duran, I think, but it is at least an improvement. Damian Jones, this one is wild. He's not a rookie. He's gone from 291 to 129. What? Do they think that Damian Jones is going to be playing 30 minutes a night? That's not true. 30 minutes a night is a top 80 player, probably top 70. They must be assuming that Damian Jones is going to start ahead of Thomas Bryant, which is possible and that he's going to get 25 minutes a night, which seems unlikely. I wouldn't want to take Damian Jones at 129, but it's a big adjustment. They've moved Chet Holmgren from 212, which was one of the most laughable rankings there was, up to 120. Still way too low, like just ridiculously too low. They, the big stiffy moved from 279 to 164, Bones Highland. Now, I do think that there is a risk that Bones might be getting a little bit overvalued. People seem to think that Jamal Murray is going to miss tons of time. Maybe he does. Or that Bones is going to come in and play 30 minutes a night. Maybe he does. But they did... They, yeah, Morris is gone. Bill Barton is gone. That's true. But Jamal Murray replaces Monty Morris and Contavious Colroll Pope replaces um, Will Barton. And Austin Rivers is gone. So Highland's going to... He's going to get minutes in the 20s. Maybe he gets 25, 26. I think expecting him to get 29 minutes a night, 30 minutes a night might be tough. But I do like Bones. I do like him as a standard league guy for sure. And they've adjusted him pretty nicely. A Kongwu, that was always a ludicrous one. He was at 216. He is now at number 126. I think he's got scope to go higher than that. I like him as a late pick because maybe there's an even split with him and Clint Capella. I, I do like that um, potential. I also like Bill Bars. If you haven't tried Built Bars, in particular, their new Built Bar Puff, I don't, know what you, I don't know what you're doing because you're missing out on an absolutely brilliant taste sensation that's also healthy because they're low in calories, they're low in fat, they're low in sugar. 
But they're high in protein, and more importantly, their DI is off the charts. What's DI, you ask? What's something I made up? It's the deliciousness index. That is how highly I think of these built bars and these built puffs in particular. And I've got a new favorite cookie dough chunk puff. And like all built bars and built puffs, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs are 160 calories only with 15 grams of protein in them. And like all built bars, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. And that means they're healthy and they're tasty. Chocolate covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Yeah, let's get it in. So you're going to love these new cookie dough chunk puffs. I guarantee that. You're going to love them. So get a box of them, get two boxes, get three boxes, and know that when you're coming back from the gym or you're looking for a healthy treat, Built Puffs is going to have you covered. So go to built.com, use the code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and that will save you 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to save 15% off your order. Built Bar is built different. Look at some more players that uh, rose on Yahoo. Cameron Thomas. He went from 326 to 184. The Thomas situation probably requires an Irving and Durant trade to um, be more useful. I know people are really high on him because you know, he's got that dog in him and he gets buckets and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't do anything else. But he needs a lot of minutes and a lot of usage to get there. And I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. Moses Moody also jumped a lot. When you look at Modi Moody, Modi Moody, Modi he went from 380 to 247. Okay. Moody is probably going to have to have a larger role this season with Peyton gone. And this is probably about right. That's eh, not a bad spot there. Paulo Banquero went from 172, which is stupid, to 95. That's getting right. That's getting close to where he should be, I think. I think he's probably going to be top 70, top 80 when it's all done. Andy Wiggins, I don't know what prompted them to move him from 83 to 69. Uh, in a points league, sure. In a category league, we know the deficiencies in Wiggins' game. Um, I just, I'm not sure what the point of that is. He was 131st last season. You wouldn't want to take him at 83, let alone bumping up 69. That's a full round increase in value. Jaden Ivey moved from 227 to 152. Fine. Markel Fultz went from 198 to 154. I think there's still a little bit, bit of value in Fultz, but they've eliminated some of that. The Shark, Bruce Brown. He went from 215 to 163. And when I was talking about Bones Highland before, Brown's another guy that can take those minutes there that's in the mix. I don't think... Brown, who was top 50 after the All-Star break, and we talked about that last week, I don't think that he's going to be a guy you want to touch in the top 100. And there's not necessarily the clearest path to 33 minutes a night like he was getting in Brooklyn in that part of the season. But he could replace Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And maybe you look at him as a flyer. I like Brandon Clark. 122 is great value. 106 is probably still decent value, but it's getting to the, the trajectory of that moving that much makes me think that by the time we hit September, he might be in at 80 and 70. He might be one of those guys that we really liked and then it gets course corrected way too much and it's no value. And I should have addressed this at the top of the show, but I'll do it now. People are like, who cares? Josh, these are just Yahoo rankings. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, get, get a real money league and get the numbers out of that. But this is super important. And someone also mentioned on one of the other shows, oh yeah, doesn't um, you know, the ADPs influence the rank. It's actually the other way around. When Yahoo puts out their default ranks, it changes ADPs because so many people are in drafts and they see the list and the players are presented in this order that they're ranked. And so much of the time that the players get picked very close to where they're ranked. 
And you'll see this that when when they make an adjustment, there's a lot more ADP data around. When they make an adjustment and someone moves up 30 spots, that ADP stays where it was initially. Say it was 100 and they move the rank to 70. So the ADP stays at like 94 or whatever. And then over the next coming weeks, it starts to come in because the rankings adjust. That's sort of how this works. So while we can say, oh, we're smart on this. We're not going to use Yahoo's ranking numbers. We're not going to do any of this. It's still massively important, especially if you're in your leagues with friends or mates. They're going to be basing a lot of what they do off what is presented on that site, whether it is Yahoo or Fantrax or ESPN or CBS or whatever it is, or Sleeper, whatever it is. They're going to base so many of their decisions based on site pre-ranks. It has a huge, huge impact on the way things go. Massive impact on how people value players, how they view draft picks, how they view trades post-draft. It has a gigantic value. So when things are trending in certain directions, it's going to become really interesting. So I would love to get Brandon Clark at 122. Coming in at 106, yeah, maybe, but it's going to start to come in and ADPs are going to adjust. And people's opinions on these players, not you maybe, not me necessarily, not others, but a lot of people will adjust their opinion based on how the player is listed on a uh, provider site. That is just what will happen. I'm telling, telling you now. That's just how it goes. In terms of players who fall on Yahoo, Bobby Portis went down from 105 to 130. That makes a lot of sense. Yep, I get it that he fell down. We're probably most likely getting a healthy season of Brook Lopez. And when that happens, Portis doesn't play the 27, 28 minutes a night. He, he plays fewer. And then there's just a whole bunch of inexplicable stuff. So they made changes. They bumped up Keegan Murray and Paolo and Chet and Ivy and Duran and all these guys. By the way, Yahoo doesn't have Mark Williams ranked anywhere yet. Not even on their ranking list. Oh, hi, Mark. So explain that one. But they bumped all those rookies up. That's what they did. So they just moved those guys. So everyone, there's a whole bunch of these players who all fell exactly 20 spots in the rankings. So while we go, oh, look, Yahoo, I, I told you, I told you Yahoo was going to adjust the rookies. That's what so many people were saying when basis. I knew what was going to happen. They were, they were always going to change it. They, they did, but they still half-assed it. This is no attention to... So they moved those rookies. Cool. So that meant that Devin Vassell, who was already ludicrously ranked at 244, he just fell 20 spots. Probably because they moved 20 players who was behind him and moved them ahead of him. He went from 244 to 264. Massively coincidentally, just unbelievable. So much thought must have gone into this. But they moved Franz Wagner also down 20 spots from 245 to 265. Again, one of the stupidest rankings they had. And wouldn't you know it, Jared Vanderbilt, who was 243rd, well, he moved down exactly 20 spots as well to 263rd. Do you want me to keep going? Herb Jones at 242 moved down exactly 20 spots to 262. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, who was at 241, moved down exactly 20 spots to 261. Malik Monk, he moved down, guess what? 20 spots from 246 to 266. That run of KCP, Herb Jones, Jared Vanderbilt, Devin Vassell, and Franz Wagner from 241 to 245 is a ludicrous run. And probably excluding Caldwell Pope, maybe you include him, but Jones, Vanderbilt, Wagner, Vassell, they're all probably top 100 players. They're all inexplicably placed in the 240s initially. And then they've all been explic- inexplicably moved down 20 spots because nobody paid attention to what they did there. They just decided, oh, we didn't put rookies good enough, so we're going to move them. Not having any understanding of how any of the rest of that impact. And which makes me think, again, that these rankings are not based on numbers. They're not based on projections. They're not based on anything. 
because they're based on someone just slotting someone into a certain spot. That is what they seem to be based on, and nobody cared to look at what happened to this section of the draft. Isaiah Hartenstein went down 250... No, he didn't go down 256 spots. He went from 256 to 274. Not quite your 20 spots, but 18 spots down there. So he moved down a couple. Enough. Over a round, a round and a half. Way too, way too low anyway, and then fell further. Some more guys that fell. De'Anthony Melton went from 151 to 168. I don't think Melton's going to be as good as some people think he's going to be this season. I think he's still better than this, and he probably shouldn't have moved down. But that's interesting. Max, Max, Max. Max Struess went from 271 to 288. Struess has a limited fantasy game, but look, let's be honest. He, he needs to be at least into the discussion for 20-team leagues, and at that ranking, he's not. And I highlighted Josh Giddy here because I've had all the top 100 players. He fell the most. Seven spots. He went from 47 to 54. That, that's worth, it's worth noting. Not many of the top guys moved at all. Shea Gildas-Alexander moved up four spots. Christos Porzingis moved up three. Cade Cunningham moved down four. DeAndre Ayton moved up eight. Zion moved up six. Levine moved up six. Jordan Poole moved down four. Like Jalen Brown moved up eight. Jakob Pertl moved up seven. Oh, I said, oh, actually, I missed this one. CJ McCullum moved down eight. I don't know how I missed that one. So him and Josh Giddy are two of the, the biggest fallers there. So no one really in that top 100 mix moved even around a value. There was just some changes, seven and eight spots for a lot of those guys. That's, that's the moves that they made. Now, let's quickly just head to ESPN. They haven't changed their ranks. We can talk more about... I want to talk more about the ranks once rookies actually get involved in it. But what I found pretty interesting here is I've been tracking this since last week, is that the ADP of these guys fell. It's not by much, but it fell. Paolo Banquero's ADP went from 101 to 107. Now, he's not ranked on ESPN yet. So is that just a case of people forgetting to draft him when they're doing their drafts or mock drafts on ESPN? But he did fall six spots. 101 was a fine ADP, probably too low still, but fell 100 to 107. Chet went from 102 to 105. Keegan Murray went from 131 to 133. So it's just interesting to me that those rookies trended downwards. Now, maybe the explanation is, is that people, more, some more people doing mock drafts this week who might be, as we get closer to the season starting, to get more of the casual people, not, not the casual people are necessarily drafting here on the 7th of August, but the closer you get, the couple of more casual people come in and maybe they don't think to scroll down and try and search in Paolo's name because he's not on that initial rank list. So I just wanted to highlight that, that Paolo dropped, Chet dropped, Keegan dropped, and Toby Harris dropped a couple of spots, but there weren't many changes in the ESPN rankings. But the fact that those rookies trended downwards when normally as we progress forward, rookies trend up, it was just something that I thought was worth mentioning. And that will do it for me today. It is a short show. I'll be back later on. We're going to talk Milwaukee Bucks in a season preview show there. So stay tuned for that. That'll come up later on. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app for here on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.